This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All Sheffers will forever have a place on Gwen and Chris. Welcome in on this Tuesday afternoon, 2 o'clock, 2.01 to be exact. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Did you know that I once interviewed Carl Sheffers? <laughs> like, did you? Yes, I did. He did, was out at... Did uh, you tell this story already? I mean, and I, I missed so. it? I, I didn't you hear this one either. Okay, go ahead, Chris. No, I was out at Charger Training Camp uh, broadcasting live out there back in the days. You know, remember we used to have a football team here? Yeah, back yes. Back in that day. I do remember. And uh, Carl Sheffers was out there uh, doing some officiating for the Chargers at practice, and they made him available and uh, had a nice conversation about... That's random. ...reffing in the <laughs> National Football League. Now he's gone on to greatness, not only reffing a Super Bowl... But being a star of the Gwen and Chris show <laughs> doesn't get a whole lot better than that, Carl. It doesn't, and you know, yeah. along the way today, we'll be have we'll be giving out some some tickets. At some point today, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets to Saturday's SD Legion Rugby home opener at Snapdragon Stadium, uh, and you've got a shot at winning a pair of VIP suite tickets to that game. So uh, tickets are on sale now at sdlegend.com. Padre news today, um, well, at least a little bit, right? They uh, go out, they add some pitching depth. According to Kevin Acey, the Padres found some starting pitching depth. They have agreed to a contract with Michael Waka. Uh, that is courtesy of Ken Rosenthal. He reported at first Padres had five starting spots essentially locked up, but were concerned about getting enough innings from their starters, being that, as you mentioned yesterday, Seth Lugo was in the bullpen, Nick Martinez was a hybrid of, of that, right? He pitched, started half of the season, bullpen half of the season. Um, and so they wanted that sixth guy. They get that in Michael Walker. That was one of the news-worthy uh, items today. The other news-worthy item was that Juan Soto will not be in right field this year. He'll play left. Uh, so that opens the door for Fernando Tatis Jr. once those 20 games are up to play right field. Uh, but, yeah, let's start with the Michael Walker, Chris. Uh that's added a good depth. place to start. Good yeah. place to start. Not only is he added depth, Tony. I mean, uh, look, the guy had a really nice year last year for the Boston Red Sox, right? I mean, he pitched. Uh, he pitched uh, not. He wasn't in an ace role, right? Uh, pitched 127 innings and 23 starts. Uh, actually, had a complete game, which is newsworthy back in this day and age. But yeah. he went 11 and two. You know, I mean, that's a pretty good season for Michael Walker. It's the most wins he's had in a year since 2017. But what I like about Michael Walker is he's pitched in situations where the the Padres plan on going this year. Yeah. And that's the postseason. Uh, where the heart rate is high. Yes. Michael Walker's been there, done that before. He was a 2013 NLCS Most Valuable Player with the Cardinals when they uh, beat the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers that year. Pitched, uh, started two games, did not allow a run in 13 and two-thirds innings. So, uh, you know, has he been perfect in the postseason? No, but he's made eight postseason, I'm sorry, six starts, pitched in eight games. He's got a four and three career postseason record. It's not often at this point, right, a month before the season starts, 
that you can add a guy with four postseason wins on his resume. Yeah. And to me, that's important for the Padres. Michael Walker is going to, you know, be a guy who's going to, you know, hopefully make this ball club. I mean, there's no guarantees. He's going to have to pitch well in spring training to get a spot, whether it's the fifth starter spot or, uh, you know, a, a sixth starter spot from time to time. I mean, I think he and Seth Lugo. But if Michael Walker makes it and, you know, has a nice season similar to what he did last year, he's a guy I think you can count on in the playoffs, and that's where you plan on being. Right. And listen, once once you get to the playoff, obviously the rotation shortens. Um, but – Certainly having those type of arms. And he's pitched out of the bullpen, too, before. He he hasn't solely ha- uh, pit pitched as a starter. He's pitched out of the bullpen late in, 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 in playoff situations as well. So uh, I love this signing. The depth is where it's at. I think we learned that one way or another. Even if you don't go with a six-man rotation, what you, do, what you almost can guarantee is is that someone's going to need a breather at some point in time? Somebody's going to have a just a or an injury for that matter, right? Some kind. You're going to need somebody to plug in for a month. Michael Watt could be the perfect guy. Whether it's Seth Lugo, Adrian Morejon, it just gives you a seventh guy. Ryan Weathers, if he makes a great comeback, right? You know, you've got some choices, but that, but the other choices, Morejon, Weathers, you know, Lugo. These guys haven't started and won playoff games, which Michael Walker has done. Right. And so that's what I like. I And I agree with you, Tony. If you get to the postseason, you know, first round, second round, wherever you end up, you're going to probably have a three-man rotation. But you might have four. Right. And if you have a fourth guy, Michael Walker's coming off a good season, he could end up being your number four guy, and you'd be comfortable with him. And that's the other thing. You mentioned Ryan Weathers. We don't know at this point. You know, every year there seems to be at least one of those type of spring trainings that you didn't expect, and all of a sure. sudden you're talking about. It. So we don't even know who that is going to be yet for this season. So uh, I love the depth. The other news, obviously, Chris is uh, Juan Soto moving to his original position in left field when he first came up as a as a youngin. Still a youngin, really. Uh, in Washington, yeah, how old is he now? <laughs> he's at 24? the old age of twenty-four. <laughs> he's getting ripe. Uh, <laughs> he's he came up as a left fielder. He'll be moving back to that position. Who starts the beginning of the season in right? That's a good question. Yeah, it'll be interesting, you know, to see who starts in right field. I mean, is it going to be Matt Carpenter? Are they going to? I don't know. They are they going to put Adam Engel? Out there in right field, Certainly uh, is it obje- possible sub- he he was a signing option. remember from the Chicago White Sox, a very good defender. Uh, maybe he plays some right field. I don't know exactly who's going to end up in right field. They'll figure that out in spring training until Fernando's ready. But I think Juan Soto, you know, look, he hasn't played left field since 2020. All right, each of the last two seasons he spent entirely in right field. So, you know, give him a little chance to get reacclimated out there, but it shouldn't be a problem. What do you think is a tougher field to play at Petco Park, left field or right field, in your humble former Major League Baseball outfielder experiences opinion? I, I always thought left field was a little bit more difficult because of the kind of dimensions you're dealing with in okay. that left field area. Um, right field is a little more space to kind of roam, and I think as an outfielder um, – you like space. You're not. You like not to feel like things are right on top of you, and that kind of is the feeling in left field. Um, but you know, I, I think for I don't think Fernandez is going to have much of a, an issue making the transition to right field. I don't think Juan's going to have that much of an issue 
transitioning to the left. He's been there before. There is a sense of comfort. Now, he hasn't done it at Petco Park, um, and I'm sure that will take some uh, some getting used to, but um, he played a ton of left field in his career. Probably more than so than he has right at right. this point. No, so you're right. So he's. I, I think he'll adapt it. pretty easily. Yeah, I think he will too. I'm just wondering what what's tougher. Uh, I always felt like left field was tougher. How about the ball coming off the bat? I mean, for a right fielder against a right-handed hitter, you see the ball all the way into the zone. You see it come off the bat. For a left fielder against a right-handed hitter. The ball disappears for just a brief second unless the guy may – well, he may contact out in He's front, making it out in but front. But it's a little here's, different angle. Here's the thing. In left field, you never really get a true flight, right? The ball is either hooking or a lot of times it's it's going away from you, right? Okay. Um, and in right field, when a lefty squares up a ball to right, you get a true flight of the ball. There's not, not as much hooking. There's not as much of the ball kind of slicing away from you. Uh, and so I, I always felt like left field was a, a little bit more difficult in little terms of to pick up a fly pick ball. Up the fly ball. I, that's how okay. I felt. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I mean, it's newsworthy. Uh, not only did, you know, they're naming Juan Soto the left fielder. I mean, I think that's going to surprise some people who, you know, expect him to be in right. But the other news is that they're there. Well, all, almost already, almost already everybody's there. Spring training. So Fernando Tatis Jr. is already at spring training. They're not even supposed to be there for another five days. Yeah, and that's I mean, a, this is terrific news. That's a good sign. I mean, and, and you kind of got that sense. Um, a lot of these guys were here working out together basically as a unit. And so when you get that kind of, I'm telling you, when you get that kind, uh, when you start building that type of energy this early, uh, by, these guys are going to be around each other, as we talk about often, more than they're going to be around their families. And they're starting it early, basically, right? And so um, I just think it, it just makes for a good environment. Um, it, it builds trust. And remember, this is a team that, by and large, is all the same from the year before. And this is why I think this is most exciting, is there's, there wasn't there wasn't a ton of turnover. There wasn't... Uh, a whole bunch of different pieces added. The nucleus is here. They've been here for the last two, three years, and uh, I just think that's that's going to be their part of their their the, the biggest thing that that helps them maybe turn the corner in a way that I think we're all thinking they're going to turn the corner this year. Yeah, everybody can't wait to get started. Yeah. I mean, they're already out there. So It's always a good thing when everybody wants to go to work. That's a really good sign. Right? That's a really good sign. You think the Colorado Rocky guys are racing into uh, spring training early because they just more, can't wait to see Bud Black, racing is, our old friend? Racing is probably, strong. I'd say, more like trickling. Trickling? Yeah. They're, they're, I, I, I love picking on the Rockies. <laughs> you know, ever since... They ever, started it. They, they started ever since their owner popped off. I can't wait till they have to come out here to open the season. I hope the Padres remember what he said too, and I hope they just blast them. What is it? Three games, four game series to open the season. Just put them in last place and let them stay there the entire season. Yeah, that would be nice. Nice, yeah. a, a nice spanking to start the uh, to start the. Well, it wouldn't be to start the season. They don't. They don't open with Colorado, do they? Yeah, they open at home. They do open Colorado, at Colorado. Huh? Yeah, as far as I know, I don't know. I'm only working at a sports talk station. Am I supposed to know stuff like that? Uh, uh, the official home station, of the Padres. Yeah, exa- thank you. Yes, the official goes, home of the Padres. Am I supposed to know what their schedule is? It goes is? Four, four against the Rockies at home, two against the Diamondbacks at home, a day off, then go to Atlanta for four and the Mets for three. Yeah, let's just go 4-0 oh against the Rockies that first weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
punish them. Uh, real quick before we get to break, shout out to the Mount Carmel girls soccer team. They're keeping dad busy. They are. They are. They're extending the season. They advanced to uh, into the playoffs. They had a playing game uh, last night against Steel Canyon. They uh, able to get the victory 2-0. They move on to face Academy. Classical Academy. Classical Academy. I'm yes, sorry, I saw what? it in the classical. paper today. I was, I was, uh, that's a high school? previewing yeah. your, your, your game. I don't even know where that is. It's an Escondido somewhere. You need to know where it is. I do. Because you're going to need to get there. How does the, okay, all right, all right, hold on. How does, the, <laughs> how does the Classical Academy have a good enough soccer team that they can make the playoffs? They're number five seed, four seed. They're already seeded. So, yeah. Mount Carmel had to play their way in. This so, is blowing my mind right yeah, now. No, Classical Academy's long been known for soccer. Uh, I, I, no, I should I, just, I, just be quiet. I, I have no idea. I'm just throwing that out there. But, yeah, good on your daughter, and uh, best of luck to her. Best of luck also to all of the kids that are uh, getting into the high school playoffs yeah, tonight, basketball, yeah. soccer, whatever it might be, whatever sport your uh, son or daughter participates in. I hope they all get out there and play well. Uh, looks like it's going to be a little rainy. But they don't care about that. For Not soccer, in soccer. Do they? Un- unfortunately for the parents, they don't you care about that. You sit in the rain tonight yes, if, yes. It, if it stays that way. I brought my uh, snow jacket. Yeah. And uh, your, wait, your yeah, yeah. snow yeah, yeah. jacket. I'm not playing around. It's not going to snow. Tony. That's okay. It's going to be cold. <laughs> You're so, going to have snow jacket. Anyway, I'm going right? to have the snow jacket uh, over my hoodie, and then I'm going to have my umbrella. It's it's. I'm ready. I, I am prepared for tonight's rain. I'm looking. I will at... be nice and warm officiating indoors. That's why I signed <laughs> up for basketball so I could be indoors, smart, out of the elements. But uh, I'm excited. I love the playoffs and. Because you know the kids, I mean, this is what they play for all year, and it's fun to officiate these games and watch the these kids play. And I wish them all the best. And the parents, uh, come on out, yell at the officials a little bit. Try to keep it clean. Keep it clean. Out there. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and, uh, you know, if you had a rough day, take it out on the uh, take it out on the zebras. We can handle it. <laughs> we uh, can handle it. I'm looking at the weather for Mount Carmel High School right now. And it's I, not going to be at Mount Carmel High School. It's not. It's going to be at Classical Academy. Well, now and I they don't have And that. they don't have a, a home field. So, so where are you playing? We're, I believe we're playing at a Wait, middle school. Wait, a team? <laughs> a team that Here made the playoffs without having to qualify doesn't they, even have a home field. They can't control... You know, They're the classical academy. They are. I should stop talking trash about the you classical should. academy. You definitely should. Let's get to break. When we come back, Bo Mel, you guys get used to this. Because every day, from this day forth, Bo Mel is going to meet with the media. The soothing sounds. The, the soothing sounds of Bo Mel and his nervous tapping. You'll get a chance to hear it when we return. We're going to Chris on the way. All right, show is underway for a uh, Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day out there to everyone out there. Um, I'm throwing that out there, A, as a happy Valentine's Day wish, and B, as a reminder. To anybody who's gotten this far through the day and doesn't realize it's Valentine's Day, God bless you have, your heart. Uh, you have a little while to uh, take care of whatever that situation is. So uh, anyway, make sure My flowers you, came. you take care of the one you love Chris? out there. Yes. Did your flowers? Did you get flowers? I got. I ordered flowers, and uh, I'm in a bit of a holding pattern right now. A holding. Wait, hold on. A holding pattern. Yes, I'm trying. I think Tony was trying to do this. Well, I would expect. I would expect that if the flowers I ordered were delivered and my wife had them. You would have heard something. I would have heard something back. I might have heard a thank you very much. Ah, honey, you're the best. Haven't heard a word. Ooh. 
So I'm a little concerned. Yeah, that's uh, this is the Twilight Zone. I'm that's, a little concerned right now. It's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous scenario. I know I'm a single guy, but I also have to say, Chris said, "I'm just reminding you, if you're at this point in the day and you haven't done anything, it's a wrap. You're you're done. Just no, you're not. You're you're done. I mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna have to you're gonna have to actually you're gonna have to stop on the way home and get pay. it. Yeah. About a hundred dollars per day. A hundred times the regular value. Yeah, you're going to have to do that, but uh, there's still time for you to save yourself. Mm. But it would be a pretty good idea if you haven't done anything to Scraby's get. Scraby's got his cracking. hand up again. I have a question for the married guys in the room. What else you got, Scraby? If your wife slash and or girlfriend says, "You know, I'm not a big flower person," right? Is that a lie? It's not a lie. But it doesn't do mean. They, okay, let me but rephrase it, that. Do they expect flowers, even if they say they don't like flowers? They expect something. <laughs> I'll just say that. I, I don't know if you have to get flowers, but they expect something. So I'm not off the hook if they say I don't like flowers. I have to get something. I'm else. not really even a fan of Valentine's Day. It's a made-up Hallmark holiday. Oh, I don't care. Oh, that's why we're together because I believe the honey, same. I don't care about Valentine's Day. You still better do something. I don't care if you it's a car. You still better do you something. Better do something. Yeah. I, uh, I, I made that mistake early, very early. Did you? In my marriage. Only once, though. Only once. Yeah, that's yeah. a mistake you only make. <laughs> <laughs> my wife doesn't like flowers. I still got her some hydrangeas today, though. So Hydrangeas. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Can well, I have to look up a hydrangea? If anybody runs into my wife out there, tell her to... Either tell me she loves the flowers <laughs> or hates them, but I would tell appreciate me some <laughs> sort of response at this point. Uh, 2.24 is the time. I want to take a second also here to thank uh, at Padre Blogger. Padre's Blogger. At Padre's Blogger. Now, I don't know how official this is, Tony. It's but not he, terribly hang official. Hang on a second. I'm Let sorry. Let me finish I'm talking. Sorry. Scraby's excited over here. I don't know here. why I'm talking. <laughs> Me neither. Padres Blogger has uh, apparently hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. So whoever Padres Blogger is, very popular Instagram poster. Padres Blogger put out a poll. Now, I don't know how official this poll was supposed to be, but judging by the results of it, Tony... I am considering this to be a very, very official poll. And the question in the poll was, who has the best sports talk show in San Diego County? And we and Ben and Woods finished 1-2 in the balloting. But we were number one. So (laughs) I want to thank Padre's blogger for putting this together. And as I said... To anybody who might have voted in this, thank you very much. But I consider this to be the official... The premier. The premier judge of what the best talk show is in town. Yeah, shout, so. out, to, shout out to our listeners then. I mean, because yeah, they're, they're clearly the ones that got there. on there and voted. And thank uh, you. we appreciate you guys uh, so, so much. That's, that's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. You, you like to be... Uh, I think, listen, even though it's not a sport, we all are, are competitive in some way. And I, I don't know that... Uh, being number one has ever felt terrible. It's not going to bother me. <laughs> not going to bother me. I mean, if there were like six votes total and we got five of them, fine by me. I consider it to be a very official poll. So, thank you very much to at Padres Blogger out there for sending us. That That's awesome. Out there, that was very good. A couple of other quick notes. So, uh, we talked about the Padres news of the day. 
The uh, Las Vegas Raiders officially released quarterback Derek Carr, or he told them he, he yeah. better be released. <laughs> he, better, he basically gave him the middle finger when they said, we're going to trade you. Yeah, he nah, said, I have no, a cool trade I'm class. stepping out. So <laughs> Derek Carr is available out there as a quarterback, and the Raiders, in the meantime, are looking for one. A uh, couple of head coaching hires in the National Football League. We'll talk about this a little later. But the Arizona Cardinals have hired uh, Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator John Gannon as their new head coach. And the Indianapolis Colts made it official today, hiring the Eagles offense coordinator Shane Steichen as their new head coach. I will say this. Somebody got Jim Irsay off of uh, Saturday. I was wrong. No, I mean, I, I was reading reports up until like last weekend that he still really wanted to hire Jeff Saturday. Uh, but apparently he was... Apparently Shane Steichen's performance in the Super Bowl allowing 38 points and the Chiefs going up and down the field at will convinced Jim Irsay that he is the right guy he for He found his guy. He found his guy. Uh, probably didn't hurt the fact that he was white. <laughs> Sorry about that, but I'm just throwing it in. Uh, both coaches hired today were white. Uh, speaking of African-American, great athletes out there. Tiger Woods... Going to compete at the Genesis Invitational this week in Los Angeles. Says Tiger, 47 years old now. I'm a little rusty, but I'm still looking at winning the tournament. <laughs> that is Tiger Woods to a T, right? Oh, my God. He says, nah, I plan on winning this thing. I'm he, not just competing. I'm planning on winning it. I mean, I don't think he will, but I believe I him. Either, I, be- I believe he, I believes, believe he, he believes he will win. No. I believe that, that he is, believes uh, he will. But that, that, it makes sense, right? It, it, it makes sense why when he was younger and healthier and mm-hmm. hadn't broken a whole bunch of things in his body, yeah. uh, why he was the greatest golfer of all time. That's right. I mean, that's just there's, there's no you other way Michael to put it. You saw Michael Jordan competing at flipping quarters <laughs> up against the door right. with the usher during the last dance. A thousand percent. He wanted to win that more than an NBA title, it seemed. Yeah. So, yeah, these to, guys have another gear that they take it to. To your other point, the NFL, the coach's point. Yes. Um, yeah, man, it's just, it, I'm not at this point surprised uh, by – what goes on in some ways, right? You could, you, we see this all the time in the NFL, right? Teams go to the Super Bowl and coordinators get plucked uh, from the winning side. And, you Unless know, you're the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, it, 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 which, yeah, who, who, who happens he to never be, gets plucked. who happens to be a black man. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's same old, same old when it comes to the NFL at this point. Uh, but no surprise at all. Um, it, it's interesting because the offensive coordinator, right, goes to the Colts. Um, the defensive coordinator goes to the Cardinals. Right. I mean, based on what we saw the Eagles offense look like, wouldn't it seem like he would want to go to a place like the Cardinals where you have a running back, a quarterback that can possibly play the same way Jalen Hurts does? Because you certainly don't have that. Indianapolis, by any stretch of the imagination. Totally different situation (laughs) there. I mean, maybe, I mean, at this point, where did the Colts finish? They. They were bad last so year. So they, are they going to get a high pick? Because I mean, they get a high pick. Okay. Yeah. Right. So Maybe they get a quarterback. a quarterback. We'll see. But uh, anyway, that's the uh, the latest and the greatest from the National Football League. The day after, the day after the Super Bowl. Yonder Alonso, MLB Network. Also, uh, what is he, Tony? Officially to Manny Machado, cousin, brother-in-law, brother-in-law to yeah. Manny Machado. 
MLB Network, former big league ball player, as you know. He'll join the program here in about 10 minutes. We'll talk some baseball with him. Also coming up about an hour from now, Scraby and Tony will tee it up once again in our pop quiz. Man, the champ is here! Hopefully Scraby has calmed down from last oh, week's he loss. Was, that's right. He was quite salty last week. Yes, he uh, was. Someone actually I talked to was listening last week, and today they brought up the fact, they're like, hey, were you being serious when you were mad last yes, week? He was. <laughs> yes, I that's was. That's the answer. Yes, Dad, he was. you know what? We'll, see if, we'll yeah. see if Scraby can play with a little, uh, a little bit of uh, reservation today. Play with a little class Ooh. today. Win can, can you do or that? lose no. with class. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Juju Smith Schuster making fun oh, of James Bradbury. Oh, Yeah, that was that was very good. Go classless. to my Twitter at Matt Scrape if you want to see what Juju did. All right, we'll take a quick timeout, come back. Yonder Alonzo joins us next. We'll talk baseball with him. And uh, Gwen and Chris, the number one show in town, according to the official poll just released today, comes back on ninety seven three the fan. 237, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. For you soccer heads out there, USA, Mexico, Canada, all get automatic spots at the 2026 World Cup four years, three years from now. Is that because it's being played Indeed, in those countries? I assume so. Hosts confirmed as automatic qualifiers. Yes, that is exactly why. All right. Uh, it can't be because of all the unbelievable success we have had in the World Cup over the years. <laughs> Chris. I don't know what side of the bed Chris woke up on. What? <laughs> Chris, What's uh, the matter with that? Tony, do you feel like Chris is a little cantankerous today? How much, how, much, how much success have we had in the World Cup? All I'm saying we is haven't that we had, haven't had a whole we lot. We haven't had a I'm whole sorry lot. to say, I wish we were a soccer power in the world but we're not it's our okay. women's soccer team is a soccer power there you go. they are indeed mm-hmm. uh yeah so they get their early entries our early qualifiers whatever you want to say they're in the tournament that's what i'm trying to say basically um so yeah there's that uh chris my lakers again once again well you gotta go somebody oh, oh my goodness. gosh they gave up 23 three-pointers in the game. It started off so good, too. 23 three-pointers. I believe Portland had 22 of those in the first three quarters alone. Dame Lillard had 30 at halftime. I will, I, I'm joking I, with you about guarding them. Who would guard a guy when he just takes one step over the half-court line? He's. Um, but then he jumps up and shoots a jumper, and it goes right in. Did you see the clip of him the other day? I think it was like maybe four days ago. He came across half-court and picked up his dribble and was like, you know, looking to pass. And I think just out of reflex, the defender kind of just like backed off and played, played the passing lane. He faked. He looked for about the clock started to run down. And he just fired it up, knocked it down. Yeah, it was like only that's that's and everybody else aside from Steph Curry is a bad shot. Not yeah, for those two guys have unlimited range. Yeah, you should have uh, you should have played the Bulls last night. You would have been a lot better off. The Bulls opened the game last night. At home, 0 for 16 on threes. Ooh. That sounds like how the Lakers one. were shooting there for the beginning of the season. Portland makes 23 of them. The Bulls made none in their game. So the Lakers just picked the wrong opponent last night, as it turns out. We're, Sorry about that. Uh, no, no worries. We're trying to uh, get Yonder on the line here. Uh, so give us give Scraby a, a, a little bit of time to, to kind of maneuver that a little bit as uh, we try to get our guest on here, uh, Alex Cora, 
uh, talking <laughs> about the rules. He the seem, new rules. He seems he seems pretty, you know, happy with all except one, and that would be the pizza boxes that they have put on the field. He's talking about the bases. He is not. Thinks they just look a little too big. Not, he's not a fan at all. Uh, he, I'm quoting. He said, "The bases, they're the bases. Wait till you see them. They look like a pizza box." To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> obviously not a fan of the new look. It's going to take some adjusting to because let's be honest. No matter how long any of us have been alive, and we've shared at a baseball field, we've seen a base look the exact same. Yeah, whether it be little league. Whether it be a high school field, whether it be a softball, they got game. a little firmer as you got older. Maybe but they got better, the, but they looked the about the same. The size of the base was the same. Looked about the exact same, no matter where it was. Now it's going to look completely different. I don't really understand why they're changing the size of the bases. I I, I don't get it. Um, I mean, to me, first base has still got to be ninety feet from home plate. The edge of first base is going to have to be ninety feet from home plate. I'm not from home plate. Yeah, from home plate. Because you're gonna want, you don't want to change the configuration of the game, right? And for hundreds of years, ground balls, there's been bang bang plays at first base. You don't want guys to all of a sudden be safe because the base is a is a fraction of a uh, of a couple of inches closer. So I'd imagine first base is going to be the same distance from home plate. Third base, therefore, has to be the same distance from home plate. The only base where it's going to change is that second base will be larger and first and third, but it'll be closer from first base to second base, right. and it'll be closer from second base to third base just by a fraction of an inch or whatever it is. And so I don't really even understand the whole changing of the bases. It's gone from 15 square inches to 18 square yeah. inches. So it'll be three inches closer, uh, which says, on a bang-bang play, I guess on a stolen base, can make a difference, but... The, listen, Maybe it just has something to do with the fact that they don't want guys to hurt themselves that definitely on bases anymore. That 100% is, is at least partially a, a part of the reason why the enlarged bases are primarily intended to promote safety. Yeah. Um, first basemen are, like, are less likely to get stepped on, but also expect it to lead an increase in stolen bases. This is where uh, Alex Cora disagreed. He said, uh, Cora noted, however that he has managed the Red Sox to play first whenever he can and said he does not think stolen base totals will increase exponentially. Uh, Marlins infielder John Birdie led the majors with 41 steals last season while Chervis Story paced the Red Sox with 13. Um, you know, they've been doing this in the minor leagues. Uh, they did it last year. Did uh, they have bigger bases? They had the bigger bases last year. last year. I can't remember what level. They tried, to, they tried something different on every yeah. one of the levels. Okay. Um, and he said, talking to the minor league coaches and everybody that used the rules last year, it's not that all of a sudden we're going to steal 100 bags with a guy. Uh, the value of outs is still in play, and you get 27 outs. So you got to be smart. you got to be efficient. So he doesn't necessarily think that it's going to lead to – but here's my the point that you're talking about. Just over the course of the year, there are so many bang-bang plays – the question is how much of 13 or three three square inches how much is it going to actually factor in plays because ultimately even if the base ends up being shorter if you don't notice it in the actual with your own eyes it, it won't be a big deal it would be much like 
the uh, three batter minimum, right? You don't really notice it unless it comes up every once in a while, and it's not really that big of a factor. Yeah, here's the note on that too, Tony. The base, base paths from first to second and from second to third have been shortened by a total of four inches. So is that going to lead anybody to say, hey, let's try to steal bases all of a sudden? I think if you're a bad team, you know, I, nope. I think you've got to put that into a play. A thousand percent. That. That's the teams that are going to probably be using it most often. Yeah, Just think I, about I it. I think if you're, if you're at the bottom of the division, you know, don't wait till you get to the bottom of the division. But if you feel like you're going to be there, why not take some more risks out there? Try to steal some bases. You know, I mean, they're, they're going to have the other rule where pitchers are only allowed to throw over to first base twice in a single plate appearance. So if you draw two throws, you ought to be able to get a bigger lead. You know, I, I can understand what Alex Cora is saying because the analytics, unfortunately, have wiped out the stolen base as we know it. Analytics say don't risk too risky. stealing a base because if you're not safe – you're going to lose one of your 27 outs. That's what analytics says now. And so most teams are going to play by that way. But if you don't have a very good team, why not? Try to run. Try to steal. Force the action a little bit. The odds this year are going to improve and give you a chance to be safe by four inches. But, hey, take whatever you can get if you're the Kansas City Royals. Take whatever you can get if you're Those the are, Oakland A's. Just think about... The Padres have never really been a, a stolen base team, but when they weren't the team that they are now or last year, what did they do to try to create more often? They we we talked about in that in that pandemic year, they were running all over. Maybe when the pandemic was the second year after the pandemic, they were running all over the place first half of the season, right? Because they were trying to find ways to add runs, to to create runs. The teams that are bad or the teams that don't have the type of offense the Padres do We'll certainly try to use that to their advantage, and so um, it's one of those it's one of those issues that I bet secretly MLB is hoping that it, it, it's an increase in offense, and it, and if it is, it's going to benefit the guys who can put the ball in play and the guys who can run, and so from that standpoint, it does give you a little bit of a, an '80s feel when the game was much more about contact, putting the ball in play, and. and uh, being efficient on the base path. Yeah, Padres last year did not even steal an average of one base every three games. They had 49 for the season. One every three games would be 54 stolen bases. Hassan Kim led the team with 12. Manny Machado had nine, and I'm pretty sure he had all nine of those the first month and a half of the season. Yeah. He completely stopped running after the ankle injury. So, you know, the Padres didn't use it much last year. But I think other teams should try to use it a little bit um, because they're trying to make it easier to steal some bases. So why not take advantage of what baseball is trying to give you? I don't. I agree with you. The Padres should have three, maybe four, thirty home run guys. Yeah, this they is don't not... need to be stealing a lot of bases and wasting outs on the base pass. But for other teams, maybe it'll be something they can employ to try to improve their chances of scoring some runs. That's that's crazy. 49 stolen bases being the uh, being the total for a team. Vince Coleman, Ricky Henderson, those guys, Tony, they had 50 by the All-Star break yeah, themselves. No. Yeah. That 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 was but that was how the game Different was deal. played at that Different point. Deal. All right, we've uh, tracked him down. 
Joining us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, MLB Network's own Yonder Alonzo. Yonder, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? Not much, man. Doing fantastic. Uh, happy to join. You uh, you've been you've been flying around the world. Is that all? You in the Dominican? You bouncing <laughs> around, man? Uh, tell us a little bit about what you got going uh, on the network. I see you kind of following the is it the Dominican team for uh, the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, I'm doing a little bit of everything. I mean, they uh, sent me out to do a few of the uh, Latin players, uh, you know, specifically the Dominican guys because they were doing a, a few of their things there for Albert Pujols and. Uh, it was called La Leyendas. Uh, it's, it's basically a softball game, all-star festivity type of thing. Um, it, it's basically, in, in English, is the Legends game. Okay. And, uh, you know, they had everybody, man. I mean, Vladdy Guerrero, Manny Ramirez, um, Albert Pujols, David Ortiz, plus all the other players. Um, Sandy Alcantara was involved as well, who, who, who got the one Marichal Award, which that is basically the most valuable player for the Dominican Republic team, which 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 is a big deal. Um, got to do that, got to do some profiles on some guys. Uh, and it, it was fantastic, man. It was uh, a unique experience, an experience I'll never forget. Um, but definitely uh, trying to show the world kind of where these guys come from, their backstory, you know, how they live, how they grow up. And, and the reason they play with that flavor and that love that we all love to see. Yonder, how important is the World Baseball Classic to these guys? I mean, you just taught, you touched on it a little bit. In the United States, I get the feeling that the players who play for the U.S. team are going to put everything they've got into it. I think a lot of the fans will get into it. But I don't think there's the same intensity here as there will be coming from the Dominican Republic and some of these other countries. Well, you know, it's it's a fair question. And I think it's it's a question that, you know, the, the more we see the WBC, right, the history of the WBC, I think we're going, what, on 10, 15 years of it right now. The existence in itself is uh, quite young. But for these guys, it's it's a World Cup basically, and I know the World Cup just had Argentina. We saw it was like the the half of the the, the world was pulling for Argentina, and, and kind of the other half, or, or maybe just a small country, was pulling for France, right? So it, it's a huge uh, honor for all these players, not only just the Dominican Republic, but Puerto Rico. You got Cuba, you got Japan, China, uh, Korea. You know, you got sneaky Colombia, who's coming up right now. Uh, it, it's going to be fantastic. I love what they're doing right now with WBC and, and just in general. I think it's a win for baseball. And, and when you have all these uh, international players being able to be a part of it, like Venezuela and Acuna being a part of it, well, whether he was going to play or not, and now he's going to finally play, yeah. it, it just brings a lot of excitement to everybody. Yonder Alonso, MLB Network, joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And Yonder, obviously here in San Diego, there is high expectation for this Padre ball club. Offensively, when you look at this this the this possibility of the lineups that Bob Melvin can can throw out there, where do you see the best spot for for your brother in law and Manny Machado? Because there are so many talented dudes in that lineup. Where where's the big dog go kid at in this lineup? Man, I I, I don't know. Bob's gonna have to deal with that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. And, and what a great problem to have, right. right? If you have a problem like this where you have six all stars in a lineup, it just strengthens the lineup. Um, you know, for me, I'm more of a guy that that you know they're gonna score runs, but can can we get 27 outs mm. consistently? That that for me you know, speaks volume of what type of team you have. When you can defend the baseball, when you can run the bases, and you can pitch, you're going to score runs. And, and that, that's not really a problem for me. Yeah, you're going to go on some highs. You're going to go on some lows. No question about that. 
But consistency defensively, consistency on the mound, that's got to be a top priority. And I think for Bob, being a catcher, understands that. And, you know, we learned last year, right, the history of what happened in the playoffs and the teams that won it. What happened with Houston? They had the pitching. They had the top dogs. They had a great bullpen. And they can defend. So if you can do those things, you know you're going to play tight games, especially in the postseason. you got to be able to solidify that. And, and I definitely think we have all the athletes for that for that problem to, to kind of go away. Yonder, I want to ask you some Padre questions, but I can't avoid asking you while we have you on the show. Could you just tell your brother-in-law to sign an extension with the Padres so hey, we can man. put that all behind us and move on with the season? Listen, man, I, I'll just say this. To be continued, right? I mean, no, nobody knows, and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll just keep it at that. You know, AJ's got all the power, and, and obviously uh, ownership has all the power in that. Uh, you know, I, I think it's fair to say uh, Manny's had incredible years in San Diego. Uh, I think the future is bright for, for Manny. He, he, he's a young player with a young body, a, a guy that really takes care of his body, his mental side of the game. And, you know, we've seen him kind of grow up, right? Yeah, yeah. We've seen a guy who, who came into the league, you know, at a young age, 19 years old, and now we're seeing a guy who who's Adrian Beltre 2.0. And if you wouldn't want to have him for, for the rest of your career, well, you know, I know, I know there's a, a team lined up for them, right? There's, there's a lot of them lined up for them, and, and I'm one of those guys. I'll be lined up for them. All right, what do you want to play, man? <laughs> so, you know, I think for me it's, it's a matter of just going out there and, and, you know, taking care of your body, producing, and having fun, man. You know, there's, there's, there's so much talk nowadays about these contracts and yeah. all this stuff. Manny's not like that. Manny's a guy who's when they say play ball, he forgets about everything and he goes out there and wins. Yes, he does. Yonder Alonso is with us. Yonder, well, real quick, what do you think of these new rules that baseball's instituting, uh, pitch clock, et cetera? I mean, take us back to when you played. I mean, how much of an effect would this have had on you at all, if had any at all? Well, geez, I mean, I, I, you know, I wish I could curse, but I'd probably still be playing without the stick, right? <laughs> uh, 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 man, listen, let me tell you something, man. Your dad used to tell me all the time, hey, hit that hole, man. Hit that 5-5 five, five hole, man. Or, or, you know, man on first, try to pull that ball and roll over, get yourself knocked, but Hey man, that 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 was that was cut short real quick. But uh, you know, I I think it's good for baseball. You know, I think we're gonna see more athletic guys than than we've ever seen before. Uh, I think you gotta be. It becomes an arts uh, around the bases as well. Again, you're not just gonna have a guy that's six four playing second base and just put him out there and see what technology does to you. You gotta go and create some plays and, and, yeah. and try to steal some outs. And I think that's gonna be great for baseball. The bags are gonna be okay. I, I don't think that's there's gonna be that much of. Uh, you know, they're saying, oh, we're going to steal more bags. No, I don't necessarily think that. Um, but but I think it's going to create a little bit of a trickery for middle of the infield guys to, to have that space where they can turn double plays and things like that. But I think it's great. I think the timing, you know, guys are probably going to, you know, kind of be bothered by it the first month or a little bit in spring training. After that, man, it's second habits. And I think guys are, are going to welcome it. You know what? And a six o'clock game, man. You'll be out there. You'll be out of out to your house to go get some dinner by eight forty-five. I'll sign up for that. <laughs> I'd rather watch that than a six six o'clock game. There's nothing worse. Than, I'm telling you, man. There's nothing worse than watching a Padres game six ten start and being out of the stadium by ten thirty ten forty-five. I mean, that is insane. Yeah. But but it, for me to be able to watch that and have these guys go out and produce and go out and play, it's going to be fantastic. That was uh, my life and Jesse Agler's life most of last year getting out of that stadium. I'll tell you guys because I've told I've told Yonder. Yonder already knows this. My dad was Yonder's biggest fan when he was here in yep. San Diego. They had many, many conversations. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and, and listen, Yonder, it, it brings me to this question because you mentioned Manny and him taking care of his body and him having a young body even at the age of 30, 31. 
I mean, what else is next from him on on the baseball diamond? Where, where else? What else? What else can he eclipse at this point? Because to me, he's the most consistent in all of baseball. You know what you're going to get year in year out in terms of average homers, RBIs every year. You get the same thing. What's next for him? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, he makes it look so easy, um, like well, like your dad did. And but it was very difficult. We all know how hard this game is. But he's he's a guy that. You know he's a, he's a craftsman, man. This guy started hitting as soon as he got back from uh from from the postseason. I mean, he took a couple weeks off and then he was hitting it all over again. So this is a guy that you know we we're always talking, we're always trying to improve, especially you know how they were trying to attack him early on to in the year to later on in the year. What happened in the postseason defensively? How can we get better? Um, this is a guy that throws long toss every day, so he's trying to get better with that as well. Uh, and, and it comes down to health, right? It, this is a guy that. Man, he he is he is so smooth, but but you know with closed closed doors, man. This guy is waking up at nine thirty in the morning, has a team behind him, getting ready to play every single day. And like he do, he used to tell me this at twenty twenty one years old. You got to invest in your company, and mm. your company is your body. If you don't invest in your company, you have no longevity in your company. And if you're able to do those things, good things are going to happen to you. And surely not, he he's he's been tremendous at that. Yeah, good things have happened to the Padres ever since he arrived. Yonder, appreciate you coming on, brother. I, I know I'll catch up with you at some point hey, during man. the season. Anytime, man, anytime. I, I, my, my door is welcome to, for, for your show and anything you guys need. I, well, now that you said that, you're going to have you on quite a bit this Call year. All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, Yonder, thank you, brother. All right, brother. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Yonder Alonzo, MLB Network, on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall, Chevrolet. Find new roads. We are running behind, so let's get to break. Three o'clock hour on the way. Daily Gambit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.